It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the podcast, the Nature and Countryside podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. And this is a special preview episode. My name is Fergus Collins. I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined in the podcast studio remotely yet again by my dear friends Hannah and Jack who helped create and produce this podcast. So lovely to see you both. Hello, welcome to this kind of limbo land between seasons. How are you? I'm feeling wild. (laughs) I'm very well, thank you. (laughs) Good. Well, we're feeling wild because we are about to embark on a completely new season. We've just finished our season, Voices of the Countryside, but we thought we would draw a breath and just tell you a little bit about the forthcoming season, Wild Britain where us and other friends of the podcast are going to head off into the wilds and capture some of the audio of spring and summer, mostly from nature, but also from great friends of ours who are naturalists or conservationists or farmers or whoever works outside in the countryside and with wild things. But before we start having a look at some of the episodes, and we're not going to give too much away, but uh, we always like to do a little roundup of what we've all been doing in spring and Jack, I know, I would like to know if uh, listeners to the podcast will know that Jack has a wild rabbit visiting his garden. Jack, any more updates on on Mr. Bunny? Mr. Bunny has indeed returned many a time. He's become a regular now, I think. Uh, We've definitely worked out, he definitely lives in the sort of neighbour's bush in their garden, hops across and comes and has a little bite to eat in our garden. And then occasionally there's another little hedge by us that he'll pop into. But yeah, he's very comfortable now hopping around our garden. Excellent. This is great. So you've got a rabbit, a specific rabbit nature reserve. All right, that's excellent news. Growing very quickly, may I add. I think, I don't know whether I'm imagining it, but when I first saw him, he was quite small. And already, probably after a, a, a week or so, he's, almost, I reckon he's almost doubled in size. I think he's I think he's growing quickly. <laughs> could it be a second rabbit? It could, there could be two rabbits. There could be a couple of rabbits lining up and just tricking me. But yeah, yeah, you only see, never see two at once. No. Oh, very, very cunning. 
yeah, rabbits are notoriously cunning. I, I have some good news. I have some really, I have some curly news or curl news. That Does that work? No. Anyway, I have been, I well, occasionally I've recorded them, but I've been talking about perhaps some local curlies here, not far away from Abergavenny town where I live. And within walking distance of my house for the past few years in spring, I've been able to hear them, see them, and they have attempted to breed. I don't know if they've been successful, but this year, oh, the pain, I hadn't heard them and I hadn't heard them. I kept walking past and I looked at my nature diary from last year and there were lots of recordings that I'd written down when I'd heard them. Fortunately, someone else had said they'd heard a curlew doing its bubbling call. Anyway, finally, on Sunday last, so that's three days ago, I had a little wonder. And just as I was giving up hope, there was a bubbling call and then again and then again. I couldn't pin down exactly where they were and across Gwent, there is a bit of a mission to try and find all the breeding curlews and protect them this year or as much as we possibly can. So I'm going to pin down where they are, hopefully. And yes, give them a bit of protection because they're in a dire state, curlews. But my goodness, what amazing birds and that sound to have it on the edge of the town here. It's just unbelievable. So among the blackbirds and the dunnocks and all the kind of normal stuff that you, you hear, suddenly there's a bubbling curlew in there. In the, so that's happy news. Hannah, have you you haven't been able to leave your house, have you? No, I've been an indoor cat this week. <laughs> I've not left the house. Um, but I have had some exciting normal bird sightings. There's been loads of wood pigeons, loads of feral pigeons as well. And I've also seen, I think it was 10 magpie magpies? Magpie yeah. at once. And I realized that I don't know what that means. To the rhyme. Ten is ten's too many. Yeah, seven for a secret never be told. This what, I, and then after that, it's like we've. We're yeah, what, are, what am I to expect? If someone could send in some thoughts to editor at countryfile dot com <laughs> as to eight, nine, and ten magpies, because that's that's the thing we know what we want to know. Yeah. I think it's just lucky. It, it means you're going to be let out of your house at some stage to go and see some. <laughs> Uh, I also have some garden news. Um, we're going to come back to your adventures, Hannah, because we're desperately hoping to send you off into the countryside very soon for your for a solo wonder, which I'm really looking forward to hearing um, because it'd be nice to get a bit of insight into your homeland of Gower. Into my brain. Into your brain, well, <laughs> exactly, exactly. A whole 45 minutes of my brain. Well, we might in just say four or five minutes of... <laughs> <laughs> We want that. I think that's all people will be able to no, take. No, don't. We won't, I won't have this. I won't have this. This is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And you know your stuff. Thank so. you. Uh, but I've, I've got some pond news, some pond updates. Um, there is still something mysterious lurking in the pond. However, uh, my brother, who's also a keen naturalist, and he visited. And it was really fun because I hadn't seen him for a really long time. And he came down with his family. And he's close to my age, which is 50, sort of that sort of 50. 17. Yeah. But when we, he said, oh, your pond's great. And then for the next half hour, I said, well, I've got a pond net. So we did some pond dipping together and it was like, we went back 30 years. And we caught three newts, three different newts, definitely different newts. And that was really exciting. That's the most I've ever seen in my pond. Plus he took a load of pond weed with creatures and things for his own pond. Um, so that was it. Two grown men pond dipping. No chub news to update on, but there's something still lurking because there's still the odd splash. But uh, when I do set eyes on the monster in my pond, 
I will let you know. <laughs> it might be on purpose. <laughs> He's been lurking there all this time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big a pond. Well, we, 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 we've we've talked a lot about wildlife and joyous things, and so that's hopefully what we're going to get more of in the forthcoming season. So next week, I've been out and about in a secret valley. That I well, I say secret valley. It's just not a well-known little valley in the Brecon Beacons, near where I used to live, and I just had a. I got up super early on a frosty but clear morning just to try and capture some of the life done. Then I got really lucky with some beautiful bird song. So that's a lo- that was a lovely exploration in a really nice wild corner of uh, of the neighbourhood here. No curlies in that, but lots of other great stuff. Then, well, what a whole array of stuff. We've mentioned some of the episodes that might, that will be coming up. We've got dear Kevin Parr hunting hen harriers in the Wessex Downs. That's I've heard that that's going to be a that's a corker, and one of the treats which I have played to Hannah and Jack is a really marvelous discussion about the quality of tea and cake that they have during he and his guests have during their adventure, and I think if that doesn't win awards for just pure podcast gold, I don't. It's not worth. <laughs> it's just not worth doing this. <laughs> so that's something to listen to. There's a brilliant thing coming up, and it, I'm I'm. Unfortunately, I can't make it to this one, so I'm sending a couple of my team, other teammates. Uh, Tanya and Maria are going down to Sussex to listen to Nightingales with the folk singer Sam Lee. Now, if this goes ahead, if this happens, if it's a nice dry night, they sing along with the Nightingales. It's going to be... I, uh, firstly, I'm just angry and jealous and all those really bad emotions. <laughs> but actually, I, I think it's going to be heavenly if it works so really looking forward to that now did you hear about the story of the lady cellist we talked we talked about the cellist i did yes so there was this famous and we've talked about we talked about it on the podcast this famous episode in the early 20s 1920s where the bbc made a recording of a cellist called beatrice harrison who was very very famous at the time playing live with alongside a live Nightingale singing in her garden or in the nearby thicket. And this has been something I've reported on and talked about many, many times. It turns out that it was, it was well, in inverted commas, it was faked. They used a human mimic, which is really, well, it, again, we've, we've just done a piece on this on, on our website, countryfile.com, about how in the past people who could mimic birds were, were very much sought after. It was a real skill to be able to mimic birdsong and people became really brilliant at it. And so they used a bird mimic for, for that, which is sort of sad, but also sort of lovely as well. In the, it's, there's a sort of charm there. But obviously there'll be people saying, BBC faking Nightingale, shock. It's only 100 years ago. <laughs> so that'll be a really fantastic episode. Really looking forward to hearing Sam and the Nightingales. So listen up for that. We also have uh, an adventure I went on in mid-March with naturalist Dominic Cousins, where I got schooled in birdsong, properly schooled. And I mean, I thought, well, he's just a marvel at conjuring birds out of the trees. So that was really fun. We're going to make that two parts because it's so much. So Talking of bird mimics, though, Dominic's brilliant at mimicking birds. When you hear his pigeons and doves, it's fantastic. Although I, my turtle dove is better than his turtle dove. So that's, but, but his... It, <laughs> it will be the judge of that. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
so yes, learn your pigeons and all sorts of other bird songs. The brilliant thing about Dominic is he's got little ways to remember every single bird song that you're likely to hear. Really nice, not just the mnemonics of you know, yellow hammer says little bit of bread, no cheese. It's there's loads of ways of just remembering. Uh, there's one about robins. Well, you'll you'll hear it, but it's it's he uh, he asks the robin a question and the robin answers, and it's really interesting that. That's a way of, when you now listen to a Robin song, it's like it's answering a series of questions from a journalist. Very interesting way of, of learning that song. And where else are we going? Regular podcaster Annabelle Ross is heading out onto the river in a canoe to check out a new beaver reintroduction and see how they're getting on. So she'll be getting her teeth into that story. <laughs> it's one not to ignore. <laughs> A little later in spring, I'm hoping to head out into a wildlife paradise off the downland, proper chalk downland, where there are orchids and other beautiful blooming wildflowers and a whole host of quite rare bird life that we've probably not recorded before. And you guys are going to have to come with me because I want to show you some very special places. So uh, hopefully when we're all able to do that sometime in May, maybe late May, and the last thing we've got to do is find some cuckoos for Hannah. Yes, please. I don't think you should reach adulthood without hearing a cuckoo. And it's long overdue. So let's go and find one. So loads of really exciting things. And we would like you to send your ideas to us as well. We'd always like to follow up things where we can. But another way you can contribute to the podcast is by sending us anything you record, particularly birdsong, particularly exciting sounds of nature or landscape, whether it be beautiful wind in the trees or a waterfall tumbling over a rocky ledge. Those sort of sounds, we call them our sounds of the week. We'd love to hear them and we'd love to play them because it gives us a little taste of the wild world where you are. And we've got one here. Actually, a little bit further afield, who would like to introduce this one? Hannah. Yes, so our sound of the week this week is from... Amanda Hughes-Horan, who is a regular listener, she sent us a little postcard from Texas, and that is all I'm going to tell you, because she can tell you the rest herself. So, I'm down in Brazos Bend State Park on um, March the 25th, looking at a lake, a wetland, and with woodlands behind me. You can hear cardinals white-eyed vireos, Carolina wrens, coots and moorhens, and in front of me are four roseate spoonbills feeding in the lake. postcard from Texas in early spring. Oh, that was lovely. So Amanda, thank you very much. That's a little podcast on its own. A minute of joy from far away Texas. We don't mind where the sound escapes come from. All over the world, please send them and we would love to play them. And do get in touch with us at any stage. Ideas, thoughts, reviews. Terrible puns. Terrible puns. It's particularly appreciated. 
And you can contact me. My name is Fergus Collins and my email address is editor at countryfile.com. So don't be afraid to get in touch. And we often print the best emails in the magazine and we certainly read them out in the podcast. So we look forward to hearing from you. Can, but for now, can I put out a request? Jack, Ooh, just, just, about, is, just about to round up there. Well, I have a request for some of these uh, sounds being sent in. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. As spring is very noisy and it's perfect for, for sounds, but I'm not that knowledgeable with every sound a bird makes or certain animals. If people can get clips of animals or nature noises that it becomes a mystery noise that we can kind of play a game of guessing what that noise is, I would find that really yes. interesting. I get to learn about a potentially a different animal that I've not heard before. And I think it's a fun way of hearing some extra stuff that I can't capture myself. Perfect. I love that idea. Let's let's do it. Uh, please send in your send in your mystery sounds. We'll have a guess, then you can reveal next week what it is. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, and it, we'll be out recording all the time. We'll be finding some lovely sounds for you. And really, these podcasts are, re- are just an opportunity for us to take you out into the countryside to find a little peace, to find a little bit of inspiration, uh, hopefully a few joyful surprises along the way. But for now. Thank you so much for listening and join us next week when we start our new series, Wild Britain. Goodbye from me and the podcast team. <laughs>